We are recording now, so if you could say that again, that'd be great. Welcome to the uh, the dopest podcast you've never heard of. What's the name of our podcast again? The Mediocre Man. Yeah, there, see? That's okay. why we keep him around. Wow, you're loud. Okay. Yeah, so I'm Logan. This is my buddy Taylor. What's up? Uh, welcome to the Mediocre Man. This is like the actual first episode. We do have technically an episode before this, but that was like a... That was like a mic check. Yuck. Kind of thing, so... I was too close to the mic. Yeah, you sound like you're eating it. And I was, you know, I left my mic in another room, so... It worked. It's alright, we're we're getting it straightened out. Yeah, of course. If you want to listen to us ramble, though, and with really bad sound quality, feel free to go check that one out. Uh, We talked about football. Uh, The actual purpose of the show, though, what we want to do and and bring to our listeners is... um, you know, when you listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, like both the two of us, we like to listen to one of our favorites is the MF CEO uh, with Andy Priscilla. Uh, I like the Heavy Checklist with the Diesel Brothers. Uh, there's a couple other kinds like that that I like to listen to. Uh, most of the people they interview, typically successful. Those people, also successful. Sometimes it can be hard to kind of relate with that. So we wanted to do a podcast that was just us normal very average guys and talk about that so if you're ready to connect and actually understand the people you're listening to you came to the right place this would be where you jump in and say anything oh i thought we were just going to jump straight into it yeah no um ditto i guess (laughs) um so while well, we are regular dudes, so are the guys that we listen to. They are just further along their path of greatness, their path of life, and we aren't to that point yet. So, yes, our goal is to help connect and resonate with those people who have not made it that far along on their path. So, hopefully, we can help inspire some people, help form a group of like-minded people who are in the same place just looking for some direction yeah i like that i think one of the things i said the other day when a friend of mine was asking me what what we were trying to do and what i told her was um that no matter what what rung you're in or on in this ladder let me back up let me say that again no matter where you are on whatever ladder you're climbing uh, it's it's really easy to d- get discouraged when you look at far- how much farther you have to go, and we want to try to help you remember how far you've already come. So, on that note, this episode, what we're gonna do, so you kind of get to know us a little better, is we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna interview Taylor as our first guest. Uh, next episode, we're gonna have him interview me. So, if you're ready for that, I guess we will just jump down and uh, jump right into it. So, first off, Taylor, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, name, uh, what kind of things you're into, and then we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Uh, so, my name is Taylor. Um, I was born and raised in Carthage, Missouri. Um, I am now married, and my wife and I live in Joplin, Missouri, which is famous for getting blown away by a tornado. Um, let's see. I really enjoy the outdoors, uh, fishing, camping, hunting, hiking, all that. Um, I enjoy sports. Uh, I 
enjoy video games. I I'm basically your average I guess now late 20s uh, guy. Just enjoy doing guy things. Makes sense to me. Who's your favorite football team? In case uh, I don't know. Well, if you didn't listen to episode one, trust me, you're missing out. Uh, <laughs> my favorite my favorite football team would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Yeah. They, uh, they're great at breaking your heart. The, oh, come on. They're not that bad. But the future looks bright. It does. It does. It really does. All right, Taylor. So I guess just to start, real quick, simple question. What, what three words do you think best describe you? Don't don't hurt yourself. I, I might. You're lucky there's no <laughs> video. I see smoke rolling out. Um, I would say I'm loyal, compassionate, and searching. Okay, those are good things. What what kind of? Uh, so you bring up being loyal. Uh, what kind of value do you place on that? Like what? what where should loyalty kind of lay in a, in a man's life? Uh, I believe that a man's word is his bond. If you can't trust what somebody tells you, um, if you can't follow through on promises or commitments that you've made, then you don't deserve the respect of people around you. Um, you have to come through for the people that need you, and you have to be willing to sacrifice to keep your commitments and to help those that are around you. Makes sense to me. I think we were talking earlier uh, before we started recording uh, tonight. We both had pretty long days at work, complained about a lot of things, had a lot of things to complain about. and. I think one of those things that, that you see, especially when you deal with big companies, because uh, both of us work for fairly large uh, organizations, and we're definitely nowhere near the top. Um, but it, in those situations, I think you, you see a lot of, I don't know if it's necessarily on purpose, but you see a lot of disloyalty. Um, everybody's kind of out to, to serve their own. They're not really looking to watch each other's backs or help the customer out i think that was our biggest complaint today between both of us was um yeah just it's every man for himself and uh i wouldn't call that loyalty at all so no it especially whenever like you said you and i we are nowhere near the top so we're out on the front line and you feel like people above you are prioritizing things that may not be in the best interest of those that they are serving not necessarily just the employee but also the customer it's a little disheartening to have to be the person who breaks that news to the customer yeah yeah no like I, that's very accurate because you're kind of the one you're the face you're yeah the face they see yeah because even though you're not the ceo to the customer you are because you're the only person you're the person they see 
or in my case, or, I'm yeah. the person. I'm their main point of contact. I'm who they talk to nine times out of ten. So yeah, that makes it difficult. I think. I think we talk about we 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 talk a lot about uh, you know when we listen to Andy. Um, that culture of the company that he tries to to grow, and uh, it sure be nice to have that uh, on a regular basis. I think that's that's kind of the goal. I mean, again, since y'all don't know us really that well yet, one of the things we we really want to do is uh, we want to be self-employed. I want to start my own thing. Taylor wants to start his own thing. Yeah, we want to start together. Um, I think that'd be one of my largest goal. Uh, one one of the largest goals I would have, or we would have, in starting something would be making sure that there was that kind of culture that, you know, we we watch out for each other and the customer, uh, even if it sometimes means uh, it affects the bottom dollar. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's not about the money; it's about the people. Exactly. I mean, because if you lose, you know, fifty, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars to make something right. But in the long run, you earn that customer for life, and they tell 10 of their friends, and you earn those customers for life. Now you're making exponential dollars for what may seem like a lot of money up front. But in the grand scheme of things, you have to look at things big picture. Now, don't go you know, out of business on something yeah, that, that really help. isn't your fault. <laughs> but at the same time, your word is your bond. And if you break that, then, you know, they're going to tell their friends, they'll tell their friends. Everybody now, it takes two seconds to get online and tweet about it, post a status on Facebook, post something on Instagram saying, this company's terrible, you know, they're dishonest, they'll rip you off. That spreads, and then your company suffers greatly because that's how people today get their brand information that's how they shop is anytime i go to buy something the first thing i do is i go online and look at the reviews if all the reviews are negative guess what no one's going to buy your product and you're going to go out of business oh yeah definitely i think we're a little opposite in that like i don't necessarily look at reviews when i go to buy stuff it's more like when i want to eat but me i'm kind of a fat ass same premise same premise (laughs) if I mean, if you've got terrible customer service, you always get the orders wrong, um, food's always cold, and you never try to improve or you don't make it right with that customer, then you're not going to have a restaurant for very long. No, and you shouldn't. Yeah. Also, like, pro tip, anybody that travels or you're in a new place and you're hungry, don't go to Applebee's or Chili's or McDonald's. No. Get Yelp. Search restaurants in the area and look for whatever restaurant has four and a half or five stars and more than at least like 30. Well, I mean, it, okay, this depends on where you're at too. If you're in a pretty remote area, I'd say more than like 30 reviews at four and a half or five stars. If you're like in New York or Denver or San Francisco, you want like hundreds of reviews at five stars and then go there. Trust me, you'll be happy. Especially if it's like in a hole in the wall kind of, this is nowhere else. Those are the best, best. Yeah, food. try and get try and get a little bit of that local flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite restaurants. I'm in, I'm in Denver right now, and I'm not gonna go, which is kind of a bummer. 
but one of my favorite restaurants in the country. It's like it's that's how I found it. It's um, Corafe's Cafe. They do soul food. They have different menus every day. But what I really liked was she had her appetizers. She had these things called uh, soul rolls, and it was like an egg roll, except for like one she had mac and cheese in, another she had collard greens in, another she had like uh, chicken, uh, smothered chicken in, tasted like chicken and dumplings. Like they're just unique, really good. And I never would have found that place like if I hadn't been willing to go to that little tiny hole in the wall kind of uh, restaurant. So yeah, again, pro tip. Get Yelp, explore, have fun. Um, anyways, okay. Coming back on the topic, interviewing you, I guess. Uh, yeah. People get to know it, it, you. This is about me, not you and oh, your shut world up. travels. Get over it. Hey, we'll get there. You can talk to in your interview when you interview me. Don't worry. Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate you allowing me to do that. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm stealing this question uh, okay. from the School of Greatness another podcast i like the end of all of his podcasts he asks a couple questions and this one's pretty good uh what i want to ask you is in your own words taylor how would you define success success is being able to find joy in what you do so that's not to say every single day it's all going to be rainbows and butterflies. You're going to have bad days. But you are to a place where work, family, spirituality, whatever that means for you, you are in a place of joy. You enjoy the people you're around, friends, family, what have you. When you go to work, you enjoy what you do. You know that you are making a difference for someone. Not not necessarily yourself, but somebody else. Either you know, you're know you providing a better life for your family, you're providing a great service to your community or your customers, and then being satisfied and being happy with, again, whatever your spirituality is. Not necessarily just religion, just... Your, your spiritual compass. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good answer. So with that, like, um, what what do you think are ways in your own life that you've seen success so far? This is a deep one. I know you're going to have to think it. Is. It. it is. Um, also, I'm trying not to do, like, the NPR voice, but I totally feel like I'm doing the NPR voice. So I apologize for that right now. Just remember, we're still finding our rhythm. Bear with us. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I feel like you're doing okay. Um, I'm just trying not to yell. I feel like I don't know. I've got the mic further back. I feel like I need to yell for you to hear me. So again, I can hear you I, just fine. Don't I worry. apologize if you have to turn your headphones down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> success in my life, um, I would say, the time by my own definition, where I feel we were most successful is when you and I were both working at a company called EnviroZone. Um, because I enjoyed the people I work with. We'll start We'll start with the work alone. I enjoyed the people I worked with. I enjoyed um, most of the people. I had to deal with you. So <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Why do you think I enjoyed it? I got to pick on you all day. Um, Whatever. 
I truly felt like I was making a difference. Um, it was a smaller company, so I felt like everything I was doing was truly contributing to the growth of the company. And the things we were doing were really cool in and of itself. Um, when it comes to the family side of things, um, I met my wife while I was working there. Um, I got a new group of friends outside of work that really helped boost me in in a social aspect so I felt like socially I was in a better place as well um, I so, had more positive influences around me well hold on Let, we'll yeah. come back to where you're going who was that group of friends um, unfortunately you were one of them <laughs> I mean, you more or less tagged along okay um, okay <laughs> <laughs> no we uh, we had a really a really good group from church uh, that we would go um, on Tuesday nights we would have shooting and shooting where we would go oh, shoot guns yeah. and then we would go play basketball every night and Those there was a group days. of anywhere from 5 to 10 of us and we would do that every Tuesday and then every Wednesday night we'd all go over to your parents house and we'd watch Duck Dynasty yeah, that was uh, such, such a good time yeah and we just really clicked for a little over a year, I would say, and then I think you, we made it. We made it two years. We had like two good summers there. Uh, no, it, it was closer to one because Cody went on the mission, and then you went to the Air Force. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so it it was a little over a year, um, and then spiritually, um, I was more at peace um i it was a problem i didn't know i have or didn't know i had let's put it that way um i was pretty content with my moral direction my moral compass um and then i got introduced to the, the correct term is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and it helped straighten out my moral compass not that you know I was a terrible axe murdering person who but close was, you know I flirted with it you know you gotta try things twice um, you know not I wasn't doing anything terrible I just could have been doing better with my life and that that kind of helped straighten me out a little bit. So, I would say probably fourteen to sixteen month window right there was probably the most successful I have been in my life. Okay, okay. Uh, let's not forget that you know you've graduated college, you have a degree, you've got a good job, even if you hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I get it though. But what was what's the difference? So that brings up a good point, though. Okay, so you just define those moments as as the that little fourteen month span is where you've been the most successful in life. Whereas, like I said, now you 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 own your own home, uh, you got a truck, you've got a wife, you've got a degree, a job, you make more money. What? Why is this not something you would define as? With that's the traditional success is the white picket fence and the good job. 
why is that not what you would consider success versus what you had mentioned earlier? The one word I can boil it down to is unfulfilled. Um, yes, I have a degree. It took me 10 years to get my degree, my four-year bachelor's degree. <laughs> hey, we um, got it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I'm happily married. But nothing wrong with that. I own my own home. It's not where I want to be, but I do own my own home, which is cool. I mean, there's not a t- lot of people our age who say, hey, I own my own home. Um, and yes, I do have a job that pays better now. But the job, while it is a good job, and I don't go there disgruntled and hating every second, I don't dread it, it's not the job that I want. Um, This is not the house that I want, and this is not the kind of life that I want to provide for my wife. So, I'm not successful right now because I have been lazy and unfocused on what I need to do and what I can do. I feel like, okay, I'm gonna try and say this as humbly as humanly possible. Okay. I feel like I can be doing a lot better than I am now in most aspects of my life, but Because I have chosen to not put the work in, and I've chosen to goof off, I am now in this position where, again, I'm not providing the kind of life for my wife and myself that I feel I could be. And that is very disheartening at times. So that's why I would not say this is the most successful time in my life, because I feel I should be further along the path, or at least have a better idea of how to get down that path than I currently have. Yeah. So, with that, what things have you seen then that you think have um, influenced you kind of in that direction? where you went from a state of of being somewhat fulfilled to to where you are now complacency we're getting getting really deep now too complacency um okay i got very complacent with everything uh we'll start back with the job i thought you know what we're doing good things with envirozone yeah money's tight but we're still you know, a growing company, and we were. We were doing a lot of really cool things. We had a lot of really cool stuff coming down the pipe, and the money dried up, and the doors closed. Yeah. And then that was a rude awakening. A little bit. Because uh, I, I 1,000%, 1,000% thought, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I was, I was jacked about it. And I thought, okay this is a huge milestone checked off. I found my career. I found what I want to do. And then it dried up. And Side note, for those of you thinking that that might have been thinking earlier, wow, it took you 10 years to get a four 
your degree that that's awful this is part of why as as an innocent bystander in this whole process like envirozone was kind of distracting towards your education because you didn't necessarily need the education to function there correct and uh, it was to, it was encouraged but not necessary and so they kind of got put back burner yeah just yeah it, it really did it took over my life and i'm still a little hung up on it like you know a bad ex-girlfriend and i feel that's kind of sabotaged some some of my progress as well um and now then, i think i think go ahead. Going, now going back to again to envirozone then one of the important things to note, though, is I don't think your education necessarily stopped. Your, your formal education did, though. Oh, yeah. No, I I learned so, so much. I am I'm so much better off now just as a person because of the lessons I learned there. Um, so I will never regret oh. that chapter of my life. Um so yeah i would agree while my formal education suffered i did get educated in life okay so running running with that because i I like i like this i'm gonna pull at this string i like this string okay um because you're right it wasn't a formal education we weren't working on diplomas but envirozone was absolutely educational and i'm not talking about like in the sense of you know learning how to work with tools necessarily or learning how to wire or, or anything to to that nature i mean just in, in the sense of life and how you deal with things and and how you should look to run a business i think i think those or friendship how you should have what friendship should look like what co-worker relationship should look like i think those were some of the lessons that we learned what what would you say from our from our time at Envirozone, what what would you call the most important, or even maybe the top couple most important things that we would have learned there? I would say, um, how business actually works. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it was a very small company. I think at its largest, we had four seven people um so everybody did everything i mean everything um at one point i was the manufacturing de facto manufacturing manager (laughs) de facto electrical engineer shipping and receiving department and a little bit of accounts payable um so everybody wore every hat so i learned a lot about how business should run and how business shouldn't run yeah there's definitely a little bit of that um that not every shiny penny is gonna be a shiny penny sometimes it's a it's a shiny it's some it's a piece of copper that's been polished um even if you polish a turd it's still a turd um, How did I know you were say that? So, I learned that phrase yeah. as well. Um, who who? And I also who started learned, that one. Um, I I got that one from Bill. I, you was weren't Bill? there. You weren't there during Bill's time. No, I wasn't. I was gonna say. I mean, I know the expression. But I don't know where I started saying that. Picked up that one from. That, so. I think that's where I picked that one up. Um, 
And again, my second one, which is to echo what you just said, yeah, was the how working relationships should function. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple of examples of how business relationships, both internally and externally, should run and how they should not. Yeah. Um, so, with a faint idea of what you're about to say, I think this comes back to what you uh, first listed as some of your best attributes. You said loyalty. Yeah. And seeing that's a, that is a good quality you have. It's not a good quality that everybody at that company had, though. Correct. And so. some of the people that we quote unquote partnered with. Also. Yeah. That yeah. really. Yeah. Really hurt. It did. It did. Um, kind of funny. Remind me talking about Bill. Now I wasn't obviously, like you said, I wasn't there for the Bill era, so I never. This is like a secondhand lesson I learned, but I, I do use it sometimes when 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 talking to people. I'll tell this story. Uh, you guys used to tell me about when Bill was there. Oh my my dad. Uh, also, for those of you that don't know, if we if we haven't gone over that yet, uh, the company was ran by by my dad. So, all of the successes and failures, yeah, you can you can kind of point a finger. So, any, <laughs> love the death, but come on, you can kind of point a finger. Um, anyways, got a lot more awkward. <laughs> He's, so, anyways, I guess he used to think Bill was just the best best employee that he'd ever hired, because every time my father would come out of his office into the shop area, and he'd see people maybe not necessarily busy. There'd be old Bill in the back with a broom sweeping, like, the ceiling or dusting the forklift or something like just busy work. But what my dad never saw is that when he was in his office and those employees that he had just seen sitting around started to actually accomplish things, good old Bill was still in the back with a broom sweeping the ceiling or dusting the forklift. Yeah. There there was a... a now, I'll give Bill this. The man was detailed. If he did something, <laughs> it was done the best and the prettiest way humanly possible. Yeah. And I will... That is something you can learn from that man is attention to detail. But I remember one day, he worked in a cabinet for nine hours, which I say... So when I say he worked in a cabinet... We made, it's an industrial cabinet. Yeah, a, so wiring, kitchen. components, all kinds of stuff. He ran a total of eight wires in nine hours. <laughs> but those wires, perfect 90-degree bins, oh, cut yeah. perfect. I mean, well, I it's stuff you would take a picture of and put on a web page to say, look how good we are. Moral of the story is that you don't necessarily have to work hard you just have to work busy sometimes, and your boss will like you. Exactly. And, and it sucks if you don't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Got a little off track there. Uh, where was I going to go next? I had something. Um, okay. What would you say... Are some of your and this is going to be this is going to be depressing real quick, because um, the rest of this hasn't been already. Uh, <laughs> what would you say some of your biggest failures in life have been, and what have you learned from those? 
That's the positive spin. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, biggest failures. It, it took me 10 years to get a college, a four-year college degree. Um, my sporting career. Um, my, I don't know, this one kind of fits into it. My level of physical fitness currently and my, oh, what's the right wording? My current employment status. I'd say those are probably my, my top, what did I say? Four? My top four. Okay. Um, and really I've learned the same lesson from all of them, which is the most depressing part is that if you want anything in life, you have to work hard to get them. Um, you have to be willing to make sacrifices to get where you want. You have to be able to put blinders on and just put your head down and do what has to be done to get to your goal. Right. And the reason why I say that's unfortunate is because I've gone through all of those, and I'm still going through some, and even though I've learned that lesson, I have not applied it, or I have not applied it well enough to correct the situations that I'm currently in. And that is probably my biggest frustration right now, is that I know what to do, I know how to do, yet I still do not do. And that yeah. is I think I think the the book we kinda went over uh when we were doing the, the Living Your Best Year uh ever is Darren Hardy that, that writes that. Uh, one of the big points he makes is um, it's not just it's it's not just goal it's not just goal setting it's not enough to just set goals but you have to have uh, what was he called the power of momentum isn't that what he calls it the power of momentum so once you start accomplishing those goals with speed it just becomes easy and you get more and more and more and more again I'm saying that not from the stand the viewpoint of a man who has set lots of goals and kept them but from the viewpoint of one who wants to so <laughs> yeah and I am I am great at getting super motivated and super hyped and doing something for two weeks or less and then I'll see a little bit of results and then oh you know I'm, I'm making results I'll I can slack a little bit you know I have a, a cheat day or a rest day and then well, you know, I had that cheat day, and you know, the world didn't end, so I I can right. I can slack in this aspect, and then you wake up two weeks later, and you're back to where you were, or worse off, and that's where I find myself a lot. See, I'm having reservations about posting this interview now because, like, I don't want people. You're safe. You're good. You're married. I'm single, man. I don't I don't want to put this out here and have people think that we're like losers. We're not losers. 
I should make that point. We have good jobs. They're not the best. They're not what we want to do, but we have good jobs. And we provide for ourselves, and we're not starving. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> yes. Which so not content. Let me, let me quantify. We're not content. Yeah. Let me quantify and qualify what I'm saying here. Okay. I, I make a good living. I make enough to, you know, my wife works as well. But we make enough to live comfortably. Um, we are going on a vacation to um, San Diego over our three-day Easter weekend. Uh, we're going to Europe um, first of September. Um, we, when, when I say I own my own home, we built a home. Um, I'm not saying that, hey, I'm a loser who lives on the streets. No, I've got a lot of really good things going for me in my life. Um, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm coming from this is we're all on the path. It's where are you on the path? I'm still very close to the beginning. I have a good foundation of, you know, educationally I now have a piece of paper that says I know what I know. Um, I learned a lot of business acumen from EnviroZone to know what to do and what not to do. Um, I've got mm -hmm. a great support base with my wife and with my family um, who will support me in anything that I want to do. I, you know, I can say, hey, honey, I'm going to quit my job and start selling widgets on the corner. But if I have a true plan about how I'm going to advance my career, or advance our lives and it can be done then she's 100% on board so I think I've I got think a we, we, ton got of great things going for me in my life I just have a way of focusing on the negatives a lot more than positives and that is what I really need to work on to take myself to the next level yeah. I was going to say, I think we forgot to mention one of your greatest strengths or greatest successes is that you married you married Jenna, who is, hands down, no offense, better than you. Oh, um, <laughs> you will get no fight or argument from me on that one. I no, married she, up. You married up. She is awesome. But, like, she definitely does. I, I've noticed that with you. Like, she definitely keeps you on track. In, in the sense of on track to be responsible she keeps you responsible which oh, is a very good thing just because of again like I said I've got a tendency to be lazy and to uh, another thing I learned in EnviroZone squir get squirreled um, which yeah, if you've squirreled. ever seen the movie Up it's the dog squirrel so yeah. I've got a tendency to get squirreled and to be lazy I don't know that if, that I would have this college degree without her. Oh, you wouldn't. She is. I'll say it. I know. Yeah. No. She. <laughs> she. She has clawed, scratched, and drugged me to where I am today. I. I, I would not have a degree. I would not have this home without her. So. And we call this moral of the story: marry up. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> For those of you wanting to know how to succeed, go try dating. <laughs> um, 
Oh, that's good. That's too good. So, okay. All right. So these are some good things. Um, all right. I think, and this is. I think this is going to be the last question I want to ask you. And again, I'm stealing this from another podcast, but they're good. They're good questions. And until we we figure out our real, what our in is and what our actual, what our shtick is, what our shtick is, I think this is a good a good route. Um, say we're, you were to die tomorrow, um, but you could leave behind three pieces of advice for humanity, and that was that was going to be your legacy. That's all you could leave. Uh, what what would they be? Three pieces of advice. Never stop trying to grow. Um... If you treat everyone like they are trying their best, your outlook on others will be completely different. And I'm going to steal the last one because it's probably the biggest mantra that I really, really want to try and implement in my life. And it is be blissfully dissatisfied. Yeah. So those are my three pieces of advice that I would leave with people. Okay. Okay. Those are good. I appreciate that. Those are good. So, things I've learned on this podcast so far, at least this episode, are, uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, it's really hard to interview your best friend. It um, is. It it's is. so difficult. I already know everything about you. I can't ask you anything and not, and, and be surprised anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, those are some good things. Uh uh, again, because you've talked about it before, I like the the saying about being blissfully dissatisfied. Um, now, for those those out there who might not have a better understanding of, of what that is or haven't heard that before, do you want to give a little quick sum up of what that, that really means? Yeah, so it's kind so we touched on it a little bit um, a minute ago when we quantified, hey, you know, we're not losers living on the street. It's be happy and be satisfied with where you are. Um, You know, learn to find joy in the things around you or you'll always be miserable. You'll never be happy. But at the same time, be dissatisfied with where you are. Want yeah. to be better. Want to get to the next version of yourself. Want to get to the next iteration of your life. And constantly be pushing and working towards that. So. Okay. So, I think, and this is this is the last the last thing I want to do. This isn't a question. This is the last thing. All right. All right. We did the last question. This is the last thing. We're on something else. But, uh, and again, stealing from another podcast. But like I said, we haven't found our shtick. Um. I like the the concept of, of an action item. So it's one thing to listen to something and, and maybe try to motivate yourself. It's another thing to listen to something and get homework and then go do it. That actually improves you. 
So, uh, based off of, of what we've what we've said here today, uh, what we talked about, what's something you would like to see listeners and me, uh, and possibly you, uh, do this week in response to listening to this? What's something that we can do to better ourselves? Oh, wise one. Introduce yourself to 10 new people. Network yourself. Um, get to know new people. Um, go to the grocery store. You know, Introduce yourself to the person in front of you or behind you while you're in line. Um, because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know where they, on, where they are on their path. Um, they may be able to help you. You may be able to help them. Um, and just try and build real connections so you can have someone that you can fall back on when you're down or can help you two can work together to build up whatever aspect of your life you feel you're lacking so I would encourage people to just go out and meet new people network with someone okay i like it all right well thank you uh with that we'll call this show a day and um thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time peace